In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. Today we're going to look at John the Baptist a little bit. I want to tell you something, that God is so good. Last night the anointing came upon the whole group, and we were blessed. I went home in peace, real peace, and I knew that God had visited us last night at the prayer meeting. You know, we advertise it. You need to come. You need to come, especially if you need peace. There was a woman who came who was pregnant, and her baby, they said, the baby's heart is not growing. So we prayed immediately that the baby would have a new heart, that the heart would grow, and that she would be perfect. I remember Monsignor Walsh praying for a baby that they said was going to be aborted, not by a, a natural abortion. Uh, so Monsignor prayed that the baby would be healed and be restored, and the mother did not have a natural abortion. She had a beautiful baby. God heard the prayer of Monsignor Walsh, and delivered a beautiful baby. I tell you, people come with their hearts. One couple came and said they wanted to have a child, and we prayed that God would anoint them, that they would be fertile, that they would give forth a, a beautiful baby boy. You see, these are the things that happen in the Spirit. St. John says in the book of Revelation, I was in the Spirit. I know what he means. I know what he means. I was in the Spirit, and then I saw what he saw. Let me tell you this. Are you in the Spirit today? Do you love Jesus? Are you ready to hear the Word of God? Are you in doubt today? We're going to look at John, uh, Luke 7. Verse 18, the disciples of John reported all the things to him, what they saw in Jesus. So John summoned two of his disciples and went to them to ask the Lord, Are you he, or shall we look for another? John was having doubt. He said, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now he says, Are you he, or should we look for another? When the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist sent us to you to ask, Are you he, or shall we look for another? Jesus had just been curing many people of diseases, plagues, evil spirits, and had given sight to many who were blind. And he answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and what you have heard. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. 
the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel brought to them, and blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. You see, John, Jesus didn't answer the question. He said, go tell John what you see and hear. What we hear Jesus doing should be done in every church. There should be an outpouring of glory, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in every church to bring the deaf to hear, the blind to see, the people that are sick to be healed. This should be happening everywhere because we have that authority that the Lord has given us. He has left the authority to the church. And if we don't use that authority, we lose it. Go tell John what you see and hear. The blind see, the deaf hear, the poor have the good news to them. And blessed are those who take no offense in Jesus. Have you had doubts in your mind? I remember when I was a child, I was working at the Salesian Oratory, and I had doubts and I thought I was the only one who doubted. I didn't have the nerve to go ask the priest. John the Baptist doubted and God showed him. I doubted and God showed me too. And if you have any doubt, the Lord wants to show you as well. He wants to, he wants to show, Jesus wants to show you that he's still as alive today for you as he was in the Bible, that Jesus is still doing miracles. After Jesus was resurrected, he talked to the, his apostles for 40 days about the kingdom of God. And in this kingdom of God, he's teaching them, I think, how to draw heaven to earth, how to work miracles, how to do signs, how to do wonders. Every time Jesus did a mighty work for the kingdom, a mighty miracle, the effects was it brought thousands of people into the kingdom it drew it drew people to him so jesus in every church does want the power of god but not only in the churches but in your life because as your life begins to reflect this ascended life as your life begins to inherit your inheritance of heaven then people get drawn into the kingdom by your witness God wants you today to glow, to glow with the radiance of God. And you know what we need to do? We need to invite the Holy Spirit into us. We need to say, we need to be in constant communication with Jesus. You need to give every problem you have, every concern, every worry you have to the Lord and let him take care of it. We need to not lean not on our own understanding. It is so normal to have doubts. It is. It's just part of the process of growing in the spiritual life. But the devil wants to get us isolated and alone in our thoughts. And then so he can torment us. But it's very important to have a community of believers around you. And this is why maybe if your church is not working in the power of the Spirit, like Father Tom said, come to the glory nights. Because everyone who has come, 100, 150 people, how many people were there, they didn't all start this way, but they're all awakened. It's so amazing to see the change 
in everyone. In the change in me since I started doing these nights because it's not by might or power. It's only by the Spirit of God that we can truly and intimately know Jesus, that we can truly and intimately be healed. When the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of love, comes into us, the perfect love of God drives out all fear. Father had a word yesterday. He had a word from heaven. Father, tell him about the word you had. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I have come... I am here. I come to give you peace. Do not be afraid. He kept on telling me, do not be afraid, because I have peace to give you. I have things to share with you. I have chosen you. I have called you. I have been with you. I am in you. I am for you. I am through you. Do not be afraid. And fear is useless, you know. I've no I used to take I used to take fear attacks. My brother would be home late and I wonder where he was and this and that until finally I said, Lord, you gotta take care of him. I can't take care of him. He's older than I and you've got to take care of him. And I traded in my doctorate for fear for a little uh elementary experience for faith. You have to take care of him. That's what God's telling you about your children. You can pray for them all you want, and that's wonderful. But you've got to give them over to the Lord because they belong to him first and to you second. Yes, you have to take care of them, of course, but you need to give them over to the Lord and say, Lord, these are the children you gave me. You've got to take care of them. You've got to take care of them. I'll do the best I can. But, Lord, without you, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Because we know that the Lord loves our children, our friends, our family infinitely more than we could ever love them. And he has a design and a plan for not only you, for not only me, for not Father Tom, but for for everyone in this world. And sometimes when our hand is on someone, it gets our hand gets in the way of the hand of God. So we're just called to pray and trust. I've said it many times, but trust is a vessel which all graces are given. So if we want graces for not only us, but the people we pray for, God calls on us to trust in him. He calls on us to trust in him. We need, we want to pray with faith. We want to pray with supernatural faith. And when we pray with supernatural faith, you begin to get supernatural results. Trust and obey. There's no other way in Jesus. Trust and obey. Rely not on your own understanding. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. Trust in the Lord. Once I gave a sermon on trusting in the Lord at St. John's, and one person said, I never thought about trusting in the Lord. And yet, the point of the matter is, we need to trust in the Lord. If you gave your life to Jesus yesterday, you need to trust in the Lord. If I gave my life to Jesus in 54 years ago, I still need to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. 
trust and obey. There's no other way in Jesus. And God rewards us when we trust in him because he does love our people more than we love them. Yes, Mother Angelica said to a person, God loves your child more than you do. God loves your child more than you do. And then she said, take him out of cuckoo land. He was in a coma. And that was her prayer. Take him out of cuckoo land. And you know what? The next day he woke up. And the woman was amazed. She began to trust in the Lord. Trust and obey. There is no other way in Jesus. And when we begin to trust in the Lord, guess what happens? We get Jesus' peace. Jesus said, my peace I leave you, my peace I give you. So he gives us his peace. Jesus gives us his joy. He gives us his life. And, and you know what? Jesus lives inside of you. He lives inside of you. So when we have anxiety or fear or we worry, it hurts Jesus because Jesus feels that. It affects him. It really does. So we want to minister first to Jesus. And the way we minister to Jesus is to walk in trust, in faith, in love. Because Jesus, he's tied into your emotions, you know. Our God is so great and he's so intimate that everything you think, say, feel, or do, it directly affects the Lord. So we just, Jesus wants you to walk in this divine nature. I think it's in the second book of Peter. He talks about to partake in the divine nature, we need to overcome our passions. Because our passions are what give us our lower nature, anxiety and stuff. So it's just in the human nature to want to control, to want to, to, want to not trust, it's really to want to control. But when we g finally give the surrender to Jesus, when we give up control of our life, have you given Jesus kingship over your life? Yes, he's your savior, but he also wants to be the king of your life. And when you know you serve a good king, then you just bring your problems to our king and you trust him because you know he's going to work it all out. And he wants to work it all out. But he wants to work it out in you first. He wants to draw out all this fear and worry and anxiety. And you know what he does sometimes? We get put, if we have fear, we get put in fearful situation. In the book of Proverbs, it says, He heals the afflicted with affliction. He heals the afflicted with affliction. So if you are afflicted with Fear, he'll put you in fearful situations. If you are afflicted with anxiety, he'll put you in anxious situations, but not to torment you, to love you, because you know what he wants you to do? To just give it up. To just give it up and say, Jesus, okay, I give it up. I trust you. I trust you. And when that affliction is healed with affliction and you just finally give it up to the Lord, then you just get to walk in such peace and joy and greatness. And the area of the greatest warfare in your life 
and the biggest battle you serve is going to be the the greatest way the Lord uses you. I've said this before, but you know, the area that you need to get over the most, once you get over it, then everything else becomes easy. And then God sends you out to help other people get over that same exact thing. So my only question to you today is, will you surrender that to the Lord? I love what Anthony said, what St. Peter said in his epistle. We are partakers in the divine nature. Imagine, we are partakers in the divine nature, the nature of Jesus, which was human and divine. We are partakers in the life of Jesus, the eternal life that God has given us through faith and baptism. How we need to trust the Lord. Again, trust and obey. There's no other way in Jesus. When the messengers had gone, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out in the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who put on fine clothing and live in luxury are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Are you preparing the way of people to Jesus? Are you sharing Jesus with people? Oh, yes, we saw the centurion the other day. Someone told him about Jesus, and as a result, he knew that Jesus would heal his servant, and he didn't even have to either go to the house to heal him. The centurion knew. He said, I have people that I order around and they do it. You have spiritual ordering and it'll, God will do it. I don't, need, I don't need you to go to the house. Just speak the word and my servant will be healed. And you know what? That's exactly what happened. And Jesus said, I have not seen such faith any place else in Israel like this. And the man was a pagan. The man was a pagan. He was a Roman. But he knew he knew that Jesus had spiritual authority and that he didn't need to go to the house. He just needed to speak the word. What word do you need Jesus to speak to you? I love you. What other word do you need Jesus to speak to you? I'm with you. Do not be anxious. I am for you. I am not against you. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What word do you need to hear today and bury in your heart? I am with you always, even until the end of time. Just give it over to the Lord, whatever it is, and see what God knows how to do. See what God knows how to do. And he knows how to do it all. He has a grand plan. Last night, Erin came up and testified that her father came, and her father had three things wrong with him. He had he had one hip replacement, but the other one was going to need to be replaced because it was in so much pain. He had something wrong with his skin, 
and he suffered from crippling anxiety. And after I prayed for him, you know, we didn't even really pray into the problems. We just had him give his life to Jesus and pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he got flooded with the Holy Spirit. He got overcome with it. And then after we went back, I went back and I prayed for just the ailments. But we ha he came for one week, and we hadn't seen him in two weeks. And she came up, testified that her father was totally healed of all pain in his hip. And his fake hip felt better than his real one. His skin was completely cleared up. And the four medicines he was on for anxiety, he completely stopped taking every medicine. And then after, her, her, Aaron's mom came up and she said, I need to finish the testimony. Two years ago, you wouldn't have recognized me. We all didn't know the Lord. Two years ago, I didn't know the Lord. Six months ago, Aaron didn't know the Lord. Four weeks ago, her, Aaron's father didn't know the Lord. And we... And we didn't live together, and we never talked. But now we go to church together as a family every Sunday. You see, one moment in the presence of God can do more than 10 years of prayer. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Once, you, once the Holy Spirit and just the love of God in heaven inhabits your body, then you understand that Jesus is real. Jesus is for you. Jesus wants to love you. He wants to fill you with his goodness, his grace. And you know, it's about the personal relationship with Jesus. Now, some people get confused, very confused, and they think a re religion is a bad thing. Religiosity, if you don't know Jesus, is not. But Jesus gave us our church, and once you inhabit the Holy Spirit comes into you and the fire of God fills you, then the Holy Spirit starts to open up the, the, the church. He opens up the Eucharist, the sacraments, everything good. And you can't stay out of the church because you understand what the great gift that God gave it to us. But first, it comes with the surrender to Jesus, to give your life to Jesus, to let Jesus give you his Holy Spirit, to let Jesus heal you, to let him heal you. First in the soul, then the body will reflect it. But first he needs to get in there and do major work that Jesus, he wants you to partake in the divine nature. Do you know that? It, it's amazing. He wants you to partake in the divine nature. He wants you to live on earth as it is in heaven. He wants you to get a foretaste of heaven. And it comes by, A, getting out of the way. But Father Tom always says this to me, and it's true. God can work sovereignly, but you want to get where the Holy Spirit is. You want to get where the power of God is. And me and Father Tom, we go to other churches besides Catholic Church because anywhere that honors Jesus and the Holy Spirit, God will be there. He'll be there. So just get to a church where the Holy Spirit and the fire of God is. Because through that, Jesus will begin to change your life. Go where Jesus is. Go where his power is. Go where his anointing is. Come to 
St. John the Baptist, it's here. Oh, yes, we have been very blessed by the priests here who love Jesus and who have given their hearts and their lives to Jesus. Before I leave, I want to tell you to pray for Mary Cash. Lord, we pray for Mary Cash that your Holy Spirit will come upon her and that she would feel your presence. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Don't be afraid today. God is with you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Just surrender your life. Take away those doubts, Lord, and give them an experience of your love. We pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.